Hello, hello, federal employees. My name is Dallin Haas, and welcome back to another great episode, another great day here on Plan Your Federal Benefits. And if you are approaching retirement, approaching age 65, or even if you're not approaching, you just want to plan for the future and know what your future is going to look like when it comes to health insurance, how to get the most out of your FEHB, Medicare, all that good stuff, today is going to be important for you. I get questions all the time about how should I work in Medicare with my current FEHB program, my current health insurance that I have through my job, through the government. Do I need Medicare, right? People retire, or maybe you're still working at age 65. How does Medicare work in to make sure that you are covered not only with your current health, but regardless of what happens as you age? as you retire, as things happen in your life, making sure that you have the coverage, the knowledge about the basics of the Medicare program so that you can make a great educated decision. Because let's face it, I don't think medical costs are gonna go down, right? If the last 10 years, 20 years is any indicator of the future, medical costs are just gonna go up, right? So we'll see, who knows, we can't control the future, but we can control what we do now to understand our options they get the very most out of them. So let's jump right in. To give you an overview of the Medicare program, there are four main parts, okay? Parts A, B, C, and D. Pretty simple, right? Parts C and D, generally, federal employees do not use them, right? Part C is a Medicare Advantage plan, which basically many people that don't have health insurance at their job, they use some sort of that plan, right? Um, Medicare Part D is a prescription drug plan, and most FEHB plans cover that. And so the vast majority of federal employees just do not use Part C and D, right? So to keep this video simple and focused on you as federal employees, I'm going to focus on Parts A and Parts B because those are going to be the big ones that you really have to think about for you as a federal employee. So the first one is easy. Right? It's going to be an easy, easy decision. That is part A. When it comes to part A and deciding, okay, should I enroll in part A? Should I get Medicare part A? My short answer is yes, you should. That's my opinion. There may be some different opinions out there. But basically, as federal employees, you have paid into the Medicare system generally long enough. If you can retire with immediate annuity from the federal government, then you definitely have put enough time into the system to have... Medicare Part A for free. The premiums are free. It doesn't cost you anything. So at 65, you can enroll in Medicare Part A. It doesn't cost you anything else. Of course, you paid into the system for years, right? So you paid for it, just a matter of when you pay for it. So at 65, there are no premiums. It's free, okay? So you actually have a seven-month window around your 65th birthday to enroll. That's three, the three months before your birthday month your birthday month, and then the three months after your birthday month, around your 65th birthday, okay? And so if you're coming up on that, make sure you think about it and how you're gonna sign up for it. If you're already taking Social, Social Security at age 65, then you're gonna be automatically enrolled, right? They won't even do anything, they'll just automatically enroll you, you'll be good to go. Okay, so that's Medicare Part A. Pretty easy discussion. It's free, doesn't cost you anything, why not get a little additional coverage? Medicare Part B. Now, this is where the real controversy, the real discussion has to happen. This is really where the difference is going to be made for good or for bad in your retirement. So, 
The reason that Medicare Part B is such a hard decision is because it costs money, right? It's not free. And the cost depends on your income in, in retirement, and specifically your modified adjusted gross income, right? So if you go to the Medicare website, or if you just Google it, or if you look at my article that I wrote about this topic, it's going to have the chart for 2021 that shows, okay, with this amount of modified adjusted gross income, this is your premium. Basically, many, many federal employees that do not break the first level, they're going to be paying about $150 a month per person for Medicare Part B. So if you're single, that's you, that's $150. If you're married and it's you and your spouse, it's going to be $300 for both of you, right? So you have to, have to, have to understand how the premiums work because as your income increases, let's say you're retired, maybe you have lots of sources of income, maybe you have a business, let's say you have quite a bit of income, well that premium may just bump up if your income gets over certain limits. And at the very, very high end, your premium could be $500 a month per person. Now, most federal employees are not going to be at that high end, just know that it does cost money, make sure you check out the chart to see, okay, my retirement income is going to look like this. This is going to translate into modified adjusted gross income like this. What is my premium going to look like? For, like I said, the vast majority of federal employees, you're going to be on the lowest one. Definitely, definitely, definitely check it out to know where you're going to stand in retirement. And like I said, there's a number of things to consider when thinking, okay, is Medicare Part B good for me? Does it fit in my financial plan? And the first thing that I already mentioned is the cost, right? What is your income and what is it going to cost you in retirement? If you are on the higher end of the chart, there's probably more cost-effective ways to get the insurance that you need slash want in retirement. That being said, if you're on the lower end, okay, it may make sense. But there's other factors as well. When your FEHB plan sees that you are going to enroll in Medicare, they like that. Because once you retire, once you're enrolled into Medicare, Medicare becomes the primary insurance. Anything that Medicare doesn't pick up, FEHB picks up, okay? So FEHB, your FEHB plan likes a lot when you enroll in Medicare Part B. They're a huge fan of that. And so they often have incentives for you to do so. Often deductibles, co-pays, many of the out-of-pocket expenses that you might have now when you're working, with your FEHB plan often go away if you enroll in Medicare Part B. Now there's a premium, right? So it's not free, but there is that thing that does happen sometimes in your plan. Definitely talk to your plan provider to see, okay, for your specific plan, how does it integrate with Medicare? Because it often does. They often meld around each other to fill each other's gaps so that you have less out-of-pocket costs. Okay. So, Many people really, really like that idea. They say, hey, in retirement, I don't know what my health is going to be. I want to have the insurance coverage be as, as best as it possibly can be, and I do not want out-of-pocket costs. I'm going to limit out-of-pocket costs as much as I can. And for those people, I say, hey, it probably makes sense to get your FEHB and Medicare Part A and Medicare Part B. Will it cost you a little more? Yes, but your out-of-pocket costs will be limited down the road. The other train of thought is, hey, my FEHB has served me great over my career. My health is good. Why should I pay for Medicare Part B, which I, I don't know if I need the additional coverage, right? And that's a great, great thought, right? And I think that is appropriate in some circumstances. One word of caution would be, you're healthy now. Most of us are healthy now. But what about later in retirement? What is your health going to look like in retirement? And 
many of us at the end end stage of life we do need additional care and if you are able to cover that care with whether it's your savings whether you have some assets or some ability some resources somewhere else to get that covered okay that may be the best plan because you don't know what and how much you're going to need down the road but if you say hey i don't want to take that risk i want to pass that risk on to an insurance insurance company or medicare then it may make sense to take medicare part b now I have to mention one thing because it is very very important in your decision. If you decide at 65 when you're first eligible for Medicare Part B, if you say, "Hey, I'm good. I don't want Medicare Part B. I don't think I need it. I'm not going to enroll." Okay? But let's say later you need to come back and say, "Hey, I actually I actually do need Medicare Part B," right? If you enroll later, past the time when you are initially eligible, the premiums that you have to pay are going to increase by 10% per year. That's a big big number. For example, let's do an example. Let's say you're retired, you you're you turn 65 and you're eligible for Medicare Part B and you say no, I'm good, okay? But then at age 70, you say, "Hey, actually, there's more issues than I thought. My health isn't as good as it was. I want to get Medicare Part B for now and in the future." If you start at 70, that's 5 years later than you could have. Okay. If you start at age 70, that's 50% higher that the premiums are going to be for you because you didn't enroll when you should have at 65, okay? So that is the catch-off. That if you don't think you need it, but then go in later, it's going to cost more. If you don't enroll it and then never enroll, of course it doesn't cost you anymore, so it doesn't doesn't make a difference. So the issue is if you don't enroll now, but then want to enroll later the cost is going to be substantially higher. Okay. So, I know there's a lot of things to think about, right? There's a lot of things to think about and there is definitely not a one size fits all approach, right? Sometimes it sounds like I'm leaning towards everyone should get the FEHB plus Medicare Part B option, and that's a good option. It's a conservative option where you give a lot of the risk to the insurance companies, and so for many people I think that is the best plan. But like I said, sometimes you're priced out of it if your income's too high and there's better ways to solve this issue when you have higher income, right? Or maybe your health is good and you don't want to transfer all that risk. You say, "Hey, I have some resources. If something does happen, if something dramatic was to happen, I would be okay." Okay. So, let me address one more situation, one more option that I definitely don't recommend, but I definitely want to bring it up just for my viewer's sake. And some people they decide, "Hey, I want to just be on Medicare in retirement. I want to give up my FEHB plan. Medicare may be a little more affordable, whatever it is. I just want to be on Medicare, right?" And my one concern with that, well there's there's a number of concerns, but one of my main concerns with that is many providers, many doctors, many hospitals, that sort of thing, they do not like Medicare only patients. And so sometimes they're hesitant to say to see them and to provide care. And that is because Medicare pays out only a small portion of what they can charge with someone that has full insurance. So having FEHB and Medicare or just FEHB, they are a lot more willing to give you the care and things that you need because they know they're going to be compensated well for it. So, this is not an easy decision. It is not a simple decision and one that you definitely want to make with your spouse and you want to think about well before you hit 65 because if you have to make this decision in the moment, you may make a bad one, right? And one more thing before I forget. 
is that if you are still working, let's say you're age 65 and you're still working, you do not have to enroll in Medicare Part B right away. If you have your FEHB, you're still working, the clock that starts that gets that 10% penalty I was talking about, that doesn't kick in until you retire from federal service. That is when it starts. So let's say you retire at 67, right? So that's two years past when you would be eligible for Medicare Part B, but you don't have to sign up right away, okay? At 67, you then have the opportunity to sign up for Medicare Part B without any penalties for the premium, right? Now, if you wait past age 67 when you retire, that is when the 10% penalty every year will start kicking in. Just know that you definitely want to make that decision early, early to know, okay, for you, what might make sense at 65 or later if you're working a little longer so that you can make sure you get the coverage you need. And obviously you don't wanna pay for more coverage if you don't need it. Just make sure you have a conversation with whoever, whoever it is, maybe your financial advisor, maybe your spouse, whoever you need to do the research that you need to make the best decision for you. So I hope that is helpful. You guys have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time.